1: You are listening to the best of Armstrong and Getty. sound no one knows. What
0: does the say? Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Vince looked it up. You were right. Four years ago, this was a hit song. Nailed it. What do I win? It was a big deal in our household because I played the video for my son, who would have been three then, I guess, roughly. And, uh... He found it very amusing and, and, and fun, but then he ended up being scared to death of the Fox guy, as featured in the video, and was constantly worried about it and having nightmares and crying, and that sort of stuff. It turned out to be a disaster. They wow. still They still bring up the Fox guy every now and then. Really? Like, they'll hear a noise in the house. I wonder if that's the Fox guy. Does he do anything in the video that's menacing, or... No. So just his appearance um, yeah, yeah sticks exists. in a kid's mind. Yeah. How yeah. no interesting. Jack,
1: didn't you chase him around the house and pretend to be the fox guy? Every yeah, once it while? was fun.
0: <laughs> it was fun, and we had this uh, we had this towel. We used to have these kids towels that had like um, ears on them. Yes. There were towels with a hood on them and it had ears on them and a tail. Yeah. Well, one of them was a red fox. Ah. So I would you big dummy. Um. <laughs> and uh, so. took so, me a second. So like, I got out. I would run around with that fox costume on right, my just my ears would poke up over the couch sure. or whatever, and, he nice. thought it was funny, but then he ended up having nightmares yeah, and we couldn't fix it, and my wife had to make some fox guy spray she she made a bottle and wrote fox Guy spray on it and went, it was just water and went around the house spraying it. See, we've sprayed it, so now the fox guy can't get in, and that settled him down for a while. wow, that's clever, very good,. Uh-huh. Uh, Michigan State University has banned whiteboards after a racist bullying incident in the dorms. What? Apparently it's a tradition at Michigan State University that they had whiteboards on all their dorm room doors and people could write stuff on there. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that at virtually every college I've gone to. Oh, really? Yeah, you have your little art and your, your name if you want mm. or some sort of your favorite quote. That sort of thing. You change it whenever you want. Um, But somebody, uh, some young African-American honors student... They throw an honor student. That makes it worse or better or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh had a race dumb kids deserve racism. <laughs> <laughs> somebody getting a B's or less. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's just skating by hoping to get a good paying job and raise a family. No, they've they've got it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but this African American honor student, somebody wrote a racial slur on our whiteboard which is obviously uncool if it happened. Or it was a social justice warrior wanting to point out how much racism there is by perpetrating the act of racism, which happens a lot. But anyway, so how does the college react to somebody writing a racial slur stupidly on a black kid's whiteboard on their dorm room? They ban the whiteboards from the dorms. Wow. It is as if academia secretly at night in a dungeon D- d- subterranean. Damp. The stone. The creaking of the doors. Candlelit, I'm guessing. They all convene down there. a guy s- lurking in the corner. Exactly, in their subterranean chamber. And they conspire to make the world of academia as stupid and lacking in wisdom as they possibly can. <laughs> How much of it has to do with the word has white in it? Whiteboard. How oh, about that has some role in it? It's just it's just it's just dumb no that can't even that's beyond even the stupid of academia that that would be a fact many of the students who spoke to WLNS the local TV station there said it was unnecessary to ban the whiteboards you think <laughs> and that the oh boards were generally God. viewed as encouraging or a lighthearted outlet <laughs> I, I, seriously i i used to get really angry at this stuff i'm a little angry at it right now it is astounding to me that people so lacking in wisdom would be in charge of anything, much less impressionable young minds. I swear to God, college camp-eye these days are are as if you know uh, Satan himself. If you're religious or I don't know what, as if they're they're intentionally doing the opposite of that which we, they were designed to do. This is, these are supposed to be the smartest people. Oh, I know. Oh, it's, it's, but, uh, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's just crazy. I can't imagine anything dumber than that. Um, I, uh, I hope the little social justice warrior who wrote that probably fake bit of racism uh, admits it and says, can we have our whiteboards back now? I was just trying to make the point how much racism there is. I'm sorry I did it. But everybody kind of enjoyed it. The dude who was into hockey, he had kind of a crudely drawn uh, Detroit Red Wings thing on there and I have flowers on mine, and so can we have them back now? Well, no, probably best that we just prevent any opportunity for any unpleasant messages to be written as you reinforce over and over the idea that anything that makes you upset is wrong and bad and should be eliminated. As we raise a generation of psychos... God, come on in, China. Actually, now with H.R. McMaster in charge, China's screwed because he's no snowflake. You look at him. Look at that. Look, he's giving me right now. Oh. Me look at that man. Oh, Yeah, I'm telling you. We guy. want deal. Tough looking guy. That's your dad when you got home having been taken to the principal's office. That's the look you got. If you had a dad. Um, I am a dad and my son has a birthday coming up in a couple of weeks. I don't think I'm going to throw him as good a birthday party as Simon Cowell just threw for his kid's third birthday. Oh, because you're not as good a parent, but go on. Remember Simon Cowell had a a son with this girl he'd broken up with? I think she got pregnant on purpose because he's one of the richest people on planet Earth. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Kid's three now. His latest model fling was impregnated. Yeah. Shut up. He he spent twelve thousand dollars on a three-year-old's birthday party. You know, I was expecting more. Oh really? I hate that to be not seems easily like impressed guy, but w- w- what are, what was that party we just heard about? The guy's a- the most expensive birthday party of all oh, time. Right. They yeah. think, yeah. The guy who's Trump's new economic advisor. Yeah, he's a hedge fund guy, right? Spent ten million dollars on his uh, birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Simon dropped twelve dollars What sort of amusements did we have for the little youths? Uh, Dinosaur-themed. Cake was dinosaur-themed. Everything in the room was Uh, dinosaur-themed. $12,000. How much of that was the... Like, were there real dinosaurs there? I'm trying to figure (laughs) out where the money went. I don't know. But you could spend a lot of money on cakes and stuff if you hired the wrong people. Was it like uh, the Academy Awards where all the little kids went home with a Rolex and a couple pair of Oakley sunglasses (laughs) and... My favorite part was when he had them all uh, sing happy birthday, and then he told them all they were very pitchy and and made them all cry. He made them all cry. It's like something you would see on a cruise ship. You are a terrible singer. I'm three. I felt like I was at a bad wedding. Jack, remember the time you told me uh, you went to a birthday party and they brought out a cake, and then they took it away? Yeah, nobody was allowed to eat it. Yes.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. And they blew the candles and sang on. the
0: song, then they took the cake away. None of the kids at the birthday party were allowed to eat and, any of the and cake. Why was that? I don't know, but uh, my son was very sad. He was like three at the time. I'm sorry. I wish I could drop an F-bomb on the air, as in what the? What was going on there? I don't know. Was it a health thing? Or? I don't know. Well, it, it, you just heard about it from your lad? Or? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was in near tears. Yeah. Because he just he gets very excited about birthday cake. Now Especially it's time when to was... show the kids a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when what? he was three or four. God, was when he a was college so administrator uh, as the parent there? <laughs> and they took it away. <laughs> what <laughs> no the cake what? for you? So we, I think we went and bought him some cake or something. He was so upset. Boy, I like cake. Yeah, my I, I wish my, I had cake in front of me right now. I'd eat some cake. My youngest is like me, he likes it, but you know, if I don't have it, fine. But my the older one is a uh, he he like if he decide, if he gets it in his head, he's going to have some birthday cake. He's very very excited. And you take it away, that's a crisis. Yeah, no kidding. He had his mouth all set for it. <laughs> the sweet, crumbly, delicious sweet icingy taste of cake. But <laughs> I'm I'm off the sugar. It's my birthday today. We're going to have some sort of birthday cake tonight, I'm guessing. Do I eat the cake, or do I say I'm not eating any cake? Is it really uncool to not eat any cake? Because I'm trying to cut back on sugar? You will pay for counseling down the road. Oh, really? As a result of this incident alone. (laughs) Have one piece, small piece. I tell you what, have your wife and kids work together to bake you a cake. (laughs) And then 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 angrily (laughs) throw it against the wall and say, I'm not going to put this in my mouth. It's one thing you could do. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> you know what my wish was when I blew out the candles? I wish I had a family that didn't want me to have diabetes. Are you trying to kill me? Throw. <laughs> right, then you hurl it. And make sure it hits icing side against the wall and leaves that scar. <laughs> You know, you could say, I tell you what, let's have healthy snacks. Here, Here's some, but nothing you could end that sentence with. Well, kids, rutabagas. <laughs> <laughs> to be, to be Is any damn good. It's very hard to stick a candle in a carrot, to be fair. Hey, you could get a drill. You see, Sean, you're not a manly man like me. You don't have a complete set of drill bits that sometimes you just look at because they're so cool. I could put a candle in a carrot. You've right. jo- Jack, you've dropped a few
1: pounds on your anti-sugar crusade, right? Yes. Yeah, I've been I've been checking you out. I noticed. Oh, yeah, thank you, good. Thank, thank you very much, man. I was walking All behind right. you the other day. And I looked at your uh, backside. My Remember, ass I, is I, I smaller. Could, I can wow. tell you, you
0: dropped a few. I didn't realize wow. I'd gotten fat assed <laughs> Let's uh, I, I let's know. play some Frankie Goes Hollywood, Goes to Hollywood, or something. Well, what know, is
1: going on here? I wouldn't say fat ass, but you 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 were very pro- well proportioned
0: at that. Play some share, sure, really. Very slim. Live like me. (laughs) Well, you know, you can just come out if you want. It's okay. Nobody will judge. So for the birthday cake tonight, I think I'll turn my head toward them sideways, and then I'll take the fork and put it behind me. Kind of that trick? Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's good. Good idea. idea. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. What's well, coming up your news, Mark? Or Marshall. just eat it and purge. Oh, God. I, uh, make myself throw up. There you go. That's Cake. a good lesson for the kids, too. Cake choreography right here.
1: You are listening to the best of Armstrong and Getty.
0: and Getty show came across this. Thought it was danged interesting. Thought I would pass it along from the New York Times. Uh, The problem with positive thinking. Many people think that the key to success is to cultivate and doggedly maintain an optimistic outlook. This belief belief in the power of positive thinking, expressed with varying degrees of sophistication, informs everything from pop anthems like Katy Perry's Roar to the Mayo Clinic's suggestion that you might be able to improve your health by eliminating negative self-talk. And I've heard lots of studies about that. But the truth is that positive thinking often hinders us. More than two decades ago, I, this psychiatrist who's writing this article, conducted a study in which I presented women enrolled in a weight reduction program with several short, open-ended scenarios about future events and asked them to imagine how they would fare in each one. Some of these scenarios asked the women to imagine that they had successfully completed the program. Others, I asked them to imagine situations in which they were tempted to cheat on their diets. I then asked the women to rate how positive or negative their resulting thoughts and images were. A year later, I checked in on these women, and the results were striking. The more positively women had imagined themselves in these scenarios, the fewer pounds they had lost. Hmm. My colleagues and I have since performed many follow-up studies observing a range of people, including children and adults, Residents of different countries, people with various kinds of wishes, college students wanting a date, hip replacement patients hoping to get back on their feet, graduate students looking for a job, school children wishing to get good grades. In each of these studies, the results have been clear. Fantasizing about happy outcomes, about smoothly attaining your wishes didn't help. Indeed, it hindered people from realizing their dreams. That's a pretty good range of people and challenges, too. Why doesn't positive thinking work the way you might assume? As my colleagues and I have discovered over these many years of studies and all these different kinds of people and studies, dreaming about the future calms you down, measurably reducing systolic blood pressure, but it can also drain you of the energy you need to take action in the pursuit of your goals. Well, in all things balance, my friend. So getting calmed always. down like everything's gonna be okay. You're better off being a little worked up. Yeah. So you actually, you know, put the, the, the needed effort into it. Uh, in a uh, 2011 <laughs> experiment, we asked two groups of college students to write about what lay in store for them for the coming week. One group was asked to imagine the week would be great. The other group was just asked to write down any thoughts about the week that came to mind. The students that had positively fantasized reported feeling less energized than those in the control group. And we later documented they also went on to accomplish less during the week. You know, that makes Positive perfect thinking sense to me. But... fools our minds into perceiving that we've already attained our goal Slackening our readiness to pursue it. Right, right. Don't slacken your readiness, people. It's good advice. Uh, you know, it's funny. There's a song, uh, song lyric from XTC, the great uh, '80s band. Um, he's always saying what he's gonna do. He's always saying what he's gonna do and that sort of self-anesthesia because i realized i was doing that a lot it it devastated me jack it brought me to my knees um so that makes perfect sense to me and how many times we there there are people by people i mean women who, <laughs> who frequently will hit either or both of us with smile why do you guys look so serious and and w- we've explained many times it's generally me who says the Armstrong and Getty show has an official mood. That mood is grim determination. So, that's, if we look like this, that's why. That's the way we look at things. Setback after setback after discouragement after humiliation. All right? <laughs> that's been our road. So, no, we're not cheery, you know, happy, dippy, you know cheerleaders were grimly determined. Since you mentioned the balance, I should get to that. Some critics of positive thinking have advised people to discard all happy talk and get real by dwelling on the challenges or obstacles, but this is too extreme a correction. Studies have shown that this strategy doesn't work any better than entertaining positive fantasies. Of course not. If you focus it on why would you even start, that drains me of energy. Yeah. If, if I think, well, it's just it's impossible. It's never going to work out. Right. That drains me of energy. What does work better is a hybrid approach that combines positive thinking with realism. Obviously. You know what this reminds me so much is, is that study of parenting and coaching where it's all about praising what they're doing well and communicating, I think you can do even better. And here's how we're going to get there. It's, it's it's yeah it's 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 both the uh not the carrot and the stick that's t- too cliched and besides if you're beating your players with a stick you're probably gonna get fired uh but it's 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 well I think it's self-evident you need positivity you need optimism but you need a certain amount of grim realism otherwise you're just a dreamer who is gonna run up into reality and it's gonna slap you down it's gonna def- it's gonna pop your bubble yes Michael my attitude's always been, you know, I'll try the best I can, but hey, whatever happens, happens ultimately. <laughs> we, uh, we, we've we worked with a number of people who are really into the positive thing. And just uh, We're going to be great this year. I think we'll be number one and make this much money. And, and then that's it. That Just saying that is supposed to be enough. And it drives me crazy. Yeah. It's, what, we're, we're, you are you a cheerleader or what are you doing here? What is the point of that? Yeah, this makes perfect sense to me. I it's, just It's life affirming to me that it's not that simple. Like I like the fact that no, you need there's there's effort. There's y- yes, you can have good outcomes in life, but it's it, it is it takes much more than thoughts to make that happen. Well, and one of the uns- un indescribably interesting things about raising kids, particularly multiple kids is is you see the different um emotional uh you know, deck of cards they bring to their lives and how different they can be. And I'm, I'm a little, I'm sorry, I'm preoccupied because I'm thinking about how to describe this. Um, different kids need different doses of uh, encouragement, positive thinking, and or realism. And it's hard if you're made for, you know... If you, if you are really, really easily discouraged, you need that more positive stuff. But then you run the risk of coming up against the cheese grater of reality, which pops bubbles like crazy. And you really, optimism alone is, is, that is thin armor when you bump up into the real world. That's interesting that if you that the people that imagined themselves doing great on the diet lost weight than the people that imagined themselves struggling less yeah, weight yeah that's amazing that, that doesn't surprise me though if if you oh it's like I've told this story before I have very little time, but w- one of the greatest uh, influences of my professional life was my uh, I took j- just a few radio classes at a community college after I graduated from regular college and uh, the guy said, "Look." Uh, the business can be really tough on people. Marriages fall apart. You're going to have to move a lot. Um, he actually he said to me, you may have to move less than some people, which was a real compliment, but um, I ended up moving like eight times. Uh, he said, <laughs> you know, you're not going to make any money for a long time. Uh, you're going to work a hell of a lot of hours. It's going to be really difficult. And I thought, wow, okay. Then when that happened, I thought things are going great. And it was really hard, but... I expected it. So if I'd gotten nothing but the uh, rah-rah speech and I ran into that crap, I probably would have folded. I don't know.
1: Yeah, have been pretty disappointing.
0: Anyway, use that however you want. You went to community college after you finished college? Yeah. He just liked going to college. <laughs> he liked sitting in desks. You like having books? No, I decided I wasn't going to be a lawyer, and I thought, all right, how the hell do I do this radio thing? And after, like, a few classes, I thought, that sounds easy. (laughs) And I went and got a job. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. For some reason, there's an endless supply of donuts in the lunchroom. Duh. National Donut Day or anything? They, they got-, got donuts with Fruit Loops on them. Yeah, I know. What? Yeah. I swore off donuts for 2016. I haven't had a donut since. and I don't think I'll probably ever eat a donut again, but... God, I like donuts. Donuts are my... I've completely lost all self-respect food. I just can't eat them. They're a symbol for me. Right. They're a symbol of the wildly unhealthy, wildly unnecessary. If I eat a donut, I'm capable of anything. I think you can attest to this because you probably remember me saying it. I okay. said it for much of my life that if I ever got cancer, I was going to eat donuts. Right. As oh, yeah. much as I could because I, I always thought, remember that, yeah. I, always thought well, I don't have any reason not to worry about eating mm, donuts. Yeah. And when I had cancer and chemotherapy, I ate a lot of donuts. Wow. So you're a man of your word. <laughs> But since then, none. Yeah. God, they're good though. <laughs> maple bar. That's what I just had. Oh, maple maple bar, bar is awesome. Oh, oh yeah. That's my wife's donut. That's what she likes. They got the kind with the uh, Bavarian cream in the middle. Oh, Joe likes the cream filled. There I you do. go. I'm out. I can't. I don't. I, that's not even a donut in my world. <laughs> Jeez, cream. What are you French? <laughs> <laughs> or a child or something? I don't know. I don't know the right insult. But... Why am I
1: being attacked?
0: <laughs> Because your donut preference is different than ours. Well oh now I understand. <laughs> is it a sandwich, Joe? Yeah, that is probably a sandwich in your world. Oh my this is this is unfair. Unwarranted. Uh coming up uh, a little more on the useless class. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Ever since the dawn of the Industrial Revolution, people have been saying machines will replace people and then there will be no need for people. And, of course, as economies and industries have grown and developed, there's been more than enough need for people. It's always those predictions have always been wrong until now, unless they're still wrong. Stay tuned. (laughs) First, though, it's time to take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week.
1: This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. (laughs) This is not a joke. Moonlight is one best picture.
0: Moonlight, best picture.
1: I became an artist, and thank God I did, because we are the only profession that celebrates what it means to live a life. I would refuse myself on anything that uh, I shouldn't refuse myself on. I give myself an A+. Mr. Speaker,
0: the President of the United States.
1: And Ryan is looking down right now. You know that. And he's very happy because I think he just broke a record.
0: A proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat, and mostly American. Awards are stupid. <laughs> Every real estate office has some frame five diamond <laughs> president's award thing by the desk. Every hotel check-in has some gold circle service thing. Every car salesman's a platinum jubilee winner and <laughs>
1: and um. Well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house, started to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Now, all of a sudden, I heard a big boom, and I looked back out my door, and the electric pole fell, and the lines were falling, and uh, geo-tracker was into the, fence. <laughs> <laughs> the geotracker was sideways into the fence.
0: The geotracker was sideways into the fence. You know, as I pointed out uh, earlier this morning, sideways into the fence. (laughs) There were no less than three solid candidates for clips of the year. Yeah. Oh yeah. In that that cow. Wow, powerful cow. Coming up, an exclusive look at Jeff Bezos' plan to set up Amazon-like delivery for the moon colony. That's some good cool stuff. So you get on your Amazon there in the moon, and you say, "Oh my God, we're almost out of white bread." And you tip, tap, <laughs> type it, and two days later, Jeff Bezos sends you some bread. Maybe those are some future jobs that we can't imagine. But an a historian named Yuval Noah, Noah Harari,
1: uh-huh. uh,
0: ask for him by name, <laughs> <laughs> has written a piece that's really interesting in the business section of something or other. Um He makes a bracing prediction, just as mass industrialization created the working class, the AI revolution, the artificial intelligence revolution, will create a new unworking class, the useless class. Mm. The most important question in 21st century economics may well be, what should we do with all the superfluous people once we have highly intelligent, non-conscious algorithms that can do almost everything better than a human? This is not a new question. Joe brought this up recently. People have long feared that mechanization might cause mass unemployment, but this has never happened because as old professions became obsolete, new professions evolved, there was always something humans could do better than machines, but this is not a law of nature. There's nothing to guarantee and no reason to think that well this will continue forever. The idea that humans will always have a unique ability but beyond the reach of non-conscious algorithms is just wishful thinking. You know, I'm normally really annoyed by people who say, it's not an evolution it's a revolution or that sort of thing but at some point it it does become a different sort of development if we figure out how to computerize virtually everything i'm including thought processes you know artificial intelligence that sort of thing i mean you can make a robot that puts a, a a plug in a car where it needs to, but you can't design a robot to put the plug in the car and, and, and realize when it's moving too fast and then run out of the building if it's on fire and then innovate a new way to put plugs in cars. It's just not going to happen, perhaps, until now. Um, they give some examples here. At present, there are numerous things that organic algorithms do better than non-organic ones, and experts have repeatedly declared that some things will forever remain beyond the reach of computers, basically. But it turns out forever often means not very long. In term, ter, until a very short time ago, facial recognition was a favorite example that people used of something that babies can do, but no computer will ever be able to do. Is that right? And, I hadn't re- wow. Okay. And, and we now have computers that are much better at facial recognition than human beings, they literally never forget a face. All you babies, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that was the, the common example, but that was the another common example. As recently as 2004, a guy from MIT put out a paper that said, for instance, truck driving will never be replaced by a machine. We Oof. now know that, you know, Oof. and that was in 2004. Right. We now know that that's doomed as a profession, right? Yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Um, and they have a, a bunch of examples of that. In fact, as time goes by, it becomes easier and easier to replace humans with computers because they're getting smarter and because we are professionalizing. Ancient hunter-gatherers had to master a very wide variety of skills in order to survive, which is why it would be immensely difficult to ever design a a robotic hunter-gatherer. Such a robot would have to know how to prepare spear points from flint, uh, find edible mushrooms in a forest, track down a mammoth, coordinate a charge with a dozen other hunters, use medicinal herbs to bandage wounds, how to make a fire, how to know when things are cooked enough, etc., etc. Yeah. How to travel with the beasts in the different weather. But now we specialize. You're a taxi driver, or you're a cardiologist, or whatever you are, mm-hmm. and they can create artificial intelligence that will replace that. It's a very lengthy article, but it's pretty damned interesting. And, um... The idea that we could we could at some point have a, a giant class of people that can that can um, provide no value to anything Here, they just live.
1: Can I give you a related quote? Uh, this is Elon Musk, who's in favor of universe, universal basic income, by the way, because he says robots will take all of our jobs and uh, we'll have a bunch of jobs and no one will well a bunch of people who won't have any jobs. But he says. Uh, The much harder challenge is how are people going to have meaning? A lot of people derive their meaning from their employment. So if there's no need for your labor, what's your meaning? Do you feel
0: useless? That's a much harder problem to deal with. Well, that's a good insight. That is. uh, Because deriving your meaning from feeding yourself and those you care about has been the case since the dawn of man. Yeah, so it's not just an economic problem of what do you do with all these people who can't provide a value. Right. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. What, what do they turn into? <laughs> yeah, needing a sense of purpose in your life is not a fad. I mean, that's, right? That's part of the beast. And this historian who wrote this said, kids who uh, are in kindergarten today, what they most of what they learn in school will be irrelevant by the time they're forty. I think I won't tell my kids that. <laughs> Everything you're learning today by the time you're forty, well, nobody nobody will care. Doesn't matter at all. You won't need to know any of this. <laughs> wow. You take away their sense of purpose. Yeah, that. They end up being guitar players or something. I'm glad you added that in there, Vince, because that's a bigger problem right there. What I'll if... find meaning. I'll figure something out. This <laughs> video games or porn <laughs> or movies, something. I'll take a macrame or I don't know. <laughs> I was going to get into sculpting earlier. You remember? Again, a big block <laughs> of granite and a chisel. Again, we all anxiously await the results. <laughs> what are you going to go for? Like a bust of Caesar or... Like a dolphin leaping skyward or any ideas? That's a good question. I need to have a... <laughs> Are you just going to start chipping it away and hope it ends up looking like something? <laughs> yeah. As I keep chipping, I'll say, eh, it's got to be a dolphin, but it's looking more like Caesar. You're listening to the best of Armstrong and Getty. for tuning in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Vince is a troll. You admit that, right, Vincent, to in a troll?
1: Yes. I'm like Milo. I'm a virtuous troll.
0: I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't want to hurt any feelings, but, uh, well, I don't get trolling. It seems incredibly sad to me. <laughs> it's a it's,
1: lifestyle. It's, uh, it's, it's amusing. It's entertaining. Uh,
0: but uh, so I was wondering if we got trolled or not. So I'll hit you with a text here in a second. It's since like you, fishing. You try to hook somebody. Uh, get them to reply. Wow. Okay. I, yeah, out I all don't... day long trying to make people mad And if they get mad you won yeah, I guess well you know it's like tennis I get why people play it I don't do it <laughs> I get tennis a lot more than that I mean I could make people mad really easy all day long I don't understand why I would benefit from that somehow Right you do You'd have to be a small and bitter person No <laughs> offense <laughs> I'm going to try the gravy candy Any re, any other reviews of the gravy candy Now you had a little time for the aftertaste to, oh, wait. Uh, really... What about the trolling thing Is that at next yeah, or what yeah, it's, What's next. it's next okay. Okay. That was a tease, Max. It had a strange, like kind Whang of, to it. A, a wave of flavors, right? Like it, you wouldn't really taste anything; you would just be kind of this odd taste, and then you would swallow and be like, "Well, that's it's like five percent gravy, I guess." Yeah. <laughs> so, so if oh well, here's the question: if I hadn't told you it was a gravy flavored candy, would you have guessed it was a gravy flavored candy? I don't think so. No, no, that's interesting. I can't open it. He can't pick up the hammer. <laughs> wow. He can't pick up the hammer. You. D- <laughs> You you need a <laughs> produce butcher. Can't I, I, peel I, I, oranges, can't <laughs> open candy wrappers. Uh, you just have weak fingers. Yeah. Use your teeth? I've never seen a more extreme gaze of finger uh, weakness. I hate to take the fun out of this uh, uh making fun of me. But it's amazing how much weaker I am after cancer and uh, and uh, and the uh, I just it's incredible. It's incredible. Do you have fingernails? I got it open. Yeah, that's a drag. I wasn't trying to bring down the conversation, well, but it's just, just now we all to me. feel bad. It's and, and you know no, why? Nobody needs you, to feel bad. W- you know why? Because we should. Because we're a, bad people. I'm a weak, weak man. Uh, here's my gravy candy. All right, go. Mm-hmm. Oof, the initial flavor is. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. That's, you know, uh, wonderful is, taste of foot. Is it just me who just is hearing? That's what she said over and over again. I, I think I, I think this is what they put on Kim Jong Un's brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> and it, but, but you see what i mean where it's like it, it doesn't have like a consistent oh. flavor I, yeah. might that, I might yak i might yeah i don't know there would be a chain yakking then because i feel I a think little I gotta funky spit it out i did i wasn't able to finish mine yeah i, I, I was exactly. trying to make it through the commercial break but i thought there's a chance that this makes me a little nauseous <laughs> yeah that is uh that is gross <laughs> i might have, i smell gravy there's, yeah, I don't know what it is. There's something that's a, a hint of gravy involved oh. in it, but I, I, I cannot, in good conscience, say that tastes like gravy. Mm.
1: Wow. Well, we
0: we appreciate your fidelity to the rules of candy tasting. Joe should try one later. I don't know. So we we're talking about Obamacare, and um, I was asking whether or not health care should be a right, and that that conversation doesn't that doesn't seem to be answered yet. Although Joe thinks maybe it's been answered, I think it probably has been. Everybody has a right for health care. Depends if you're asking philosophically or politically. Um, Philosophically, well, I say no, but that shit has probably sailed. Uh, If Jack had gotten cancer at age 19 under your plan, he would be dead now. You are a fraud. You use Obamacare for your kids, and you know it, you liar. Did your kids make bad life choices? Are they bad people? I guess your kids are losers in your mind, right? Is that just a troll, Vincent, or is that somebody making an argument? Or an angry person. Does that sound like trolling, or is that... Um,
1: That's borderline.
0: I think it has the ring of uh, sincere angriness to me. Mm. Like a person who gets out of control when they're angry and, and uh, then hits send while they're still pissed. So uh, an immature person. Gotcha. Much it, like the candy had a hint of gravy to it, <laughs> that has a, a certainly at least a hint of troll to the text. Certain wang to it, yeah. I like, well, for instance, since I've already brought it up, so I, that way I won't bring it up again later under the same conversation, if I lose my health insurance here, having had cancer, mm-hmm. the way health care used to be, I'm just out of luck. Right. I'm not in favor of that. I just can't get health care. Which I've said a hundred times, by the way, angry Angerson. On the other hand, if I own an insurance company... Why am I supposed to sign up a guy who's likely to cost me a million dollars? Because we'll force, the government will force, all young, healthy people to sign up, and that money will pay for the cancer guy. Except that we're not going to make people sign up in about a week. We'll we'll pretend we never said that. So that's the problem. Yeah. I wonder what I got from that gravy candy that's going to rear its ugly head years from now. <sighs> you you going to try a piece? No, I'm telling you, I'm a little queasy this morning. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, that's the look (laughs) on your face. Interesting. (laughs) God, there's still an after. You still have an aftertaste? (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't gone away yet.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the best of Armstrong and Getty.